0: Oh, 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 cheeky monkeys, get on with it. Top, 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 special. I'm your host Chris and uh, tonight or today or this morning or whenever you're listening to this uh, I'm joined by my guest of choice and uh, we know him in real life as James but for the purposes of this podcast I'm going to call him Cripsy. Uh, good evening Crips, how you doing?
1: How we doing mate? I'm feeling bloody good I tell you, opposite in the world here, very early here for me. I know over there it's it's probably just after dinner I'm going to assume or after a little after, evening tea uh, yes. but here it's about 8am. Uh, it's nippy outside, I'd have to say, and feeling good, ready to go. Thanks for having me. I'm, I'm pretty excited. Good. You're more than welcome. And um, what's the future like? That's the first question. Cause uh, we haven't got there yet. Let me tell you, uh, another shutdown here and there. Um, I mean, look, to be honest, the future's hard to see because every time people ask me, it changes. That's the problem with, uh, wondering about the future. Um, I like to say that we're back playing football, but we're not. I wish we were, but we're not, unfortunately. Um, it's Look, it's lovely. It's lovely when people think we're really in the future because there's people that genuinely believe we're in the future, and I am very concerned when they do say that. Um, however, however, it's nice. It's Look, you guys have come to Australia. I, th- I tell everyone to come. To Don't come now. Don't come now. Just come in the future, if you ever get a chance to come to Australia, think about the exchange rate. You guys get a mad deal. When coming to Australia, with exchange rates. I say US as well. Get on down. Uh, come on out in Australia. It's a beautiful place to be.
0: Yeah, we've got one of our one of our members, uh, Dom. He's a personal trainer by. Um, well, he's, at, he, he's he's probably got a more technical um, sports therapist. That's the, that's the technical term. But he he lives in Oz and he's just spent about a year in Canada with one of our other guys who we pod with. So right. we're kind of we're worldwide. We um yes, we'll, we'll get we'll get to Oz one day. Um, <laughs> I hope so. Yeah, absolutely. But um, yeah, thank you for coming on. Um, We should say um, off the outset of this recording, this podcast, we are doing a few specials at the moment because as Crips just referred to and mentioned too, there's no football. Uh, So we haven't really got any arsehole to talk talk about so we thought it's a good time to get some specials done and and have a look at some other things that are in and around football um we should we'd be remiss not to touch on the current events so I mean what's what's it like in in Oz we're obviously one of the the few countries that that have decided that we can do things at our own pace whereas most of the other countries are uh, ahead of time um what's the situation like in Oz with regards to this this virus at the moment how are things on the daily basis over there?
1: You know, I think it's really interesting. We, it's an ever-changing scenario. There's, you say something, and then 20 minutes later, it's completely different. Um, I think the, I think what the the biggest change. I'll talk about sport. I think referencing sport here is important. I think you know everyone understands sport. You know everyone, it's a team thing. You know, it's kind of sport is so easy to recognize. So uh, our national code, uh, actual codes, uh, AFL, Australian Football League, and. The NRL, National Rugby League, they have both ticked off to say we're going to play this first round, uh, which actually, or second round, I should say, NRL was last week. Uh, This week is the AFL, so tonight, my time. Um, And that decision for the AFL was delayed for five days. So they were going to tell us last week, and they delayed that decision until last night. So it is an ever-changing scenario. However, to be honest, I've never been more excited to watch footy. Uh, and I talk about footy in, in terms of AFL. That's the national, one of the two national codes here. And the AFL is, uh, that's my first sport of love. Uh, and my beloved Carlton are playing tonight. And uh, I think right now, more than ever, we need we need some normality to what's going on. And, and sport brings that for so many people. Sport is such a casual conversation you can talk to anyone about it someone could be wearing a hat from the team that you played the night before and you can just mention to them about the game and it's such a casual thing and that's anything that's any sport so i think it's important that there is sport and i know there's so many variables there's so many things happening um but at the moment as of right now at, i'm gonna get the time for you 8:15 uh, a.m. Uh, we are playing sport tonight, which is really, really good. Uh, everyone will be laughing when the podcast comes out because it might get cancelled because someone gets sick. Um, <laughs> but uh, that's the reality of it. I'm aware that's the reality of it. Uh, however, it's fine. It's exciting times. Um, schools are still open here they've got a few different theories behind that uh, mostly being the fact that uh, kids apparently are okay with the carrying of the thing so it's only really a a real frontline approach from uh, the government being like only a few people are going to get sick teachers wise hopefully they'll quarantine themselves or look after themselves so they don't pass it on our shops are uh closing earlier uh but opening earlier as well so they've actually enacted a thing where people elderly and uh, people with disabilities can actually go into the supermarkets before anyone else can so they can get the essential supplies that they need so there's a few big steps being taken by the government and the shopping centers themselves and being like how do we get the important how do we get people in you know, uh, and getting the supplies they need. It's a whole. It's a crazy world. There's not as many cars on the road. There's. It's crazy <laughs> right now. It's such a. We are living in a in really a once in a generational time. Uh, I think. I think we may never see anything like. And I hope we don't because I don't. <laughs> I can't imagine a world we'd be living to be doing this again. Um, however, I know. Well, it's it's a fascinating thing. I, I visited the states. And the States, um, a couple of times, and the the biggest thing was you sit down and watch the TV in the States, and it's all about America. It's America, it's America, you know, America this, breaking news, America that, and all that kind of stuff. Here in Australia, we hear about China. We hear about the UK. We hear about, oh, don't worry, we know all about Brexit. Oh, we love that. uh, Don't worry about that. We all love the Brexit. And we hear about the US. I think there's so, like, when you go to the US, you just don't know what's going on around the world. And the US is so just love themselves in in their media um, that they I don't reckon they have a clue what's going on for the rest of the world. But thankfully, I feel like here in Australia we're quite we're good enough to hear about the international stuff. You know, it's 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 a happy place when you can hear that it's not just us. We are all going through a really difficult time. Where it's unprecedented. We'll never see. We may never see anything like it again. It's good to have that ability to talk to other people and be like, hey, yeah. <laughs> Are you finding out any recipes with the meals that you have in the cupboard? Like, how are you working through with the supplies that you have? How, how is that going? So totally uh, unique, totally different. Excite- I'm excited in a way. Part of me is like, oh, you know, what's going to happen next? Part of me is a bit, you know, obviously concerned. But, you know, thankfully we have here in Australia this sport going on, something to distract us, giving us something to talk about that isn't just the virus because we've all heard it enough. We all know, we all know what's going on
0: yeah yeah absolutely Yeah, it's, it's a mad time mad time indeed and and where we uh where we are at the moment um part of the reason one of the reasons i wanted to to get you on um was during these times where everybody is shut down and, and in in self-isolation is the is the 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 term being used um that means people are looking for things to do um and some people go to netflix some people go to uh, painting, or whatever it may be. Um, and then there's nerds like me who get quite heavily into their gaming. Us. Nerds like us. Nerds like us. And to those people who who may not be familiar with, with your work, um, I'm sure they will be familiar with a platform called Twitch, um, which obviously is a streaming service for gamers and for people in general, it should be said. Um, we share a, a common love hate relationship with with fifa um and we'll come on to that in a in a short while but <laughs> yeah. just explain to listeners how did you get into streaming into the gaming sort of environment because you do this full time now um yeah. how did you how did you sort of transition into that world and how do you find it you know it's real. it's <laughs> A transition is almost uh, like I think about
1: it, it's, it's it was a livelihood, you know, it was I'd, I'd be at school um, and my friends would be like, hey, like we just got the new Xbox or PlayStation or whatever it is. Have you got it yet? Sure. You know, I've got I've got it or, you know, I haven't got it yet. And we head over to a mate's place that got it. And we'd pick it up. We play the games like we haven't played before. We're all learning the controls, and it's that—that that was that bonding, you know, bonding as friends and 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 making friends and losing friends playing these games. Um, I think it's really the transition for me has been a long transition. It's almost a—it was a lie. It was it was my version of a sport? Um, I, I I can't play sport on a on a physical level. Uh, just due to a condition that I have that doesn't let me do that. Uh, and I can elaborate if required, but it was more so just a. Be like, right, I can't play sport, but I can compete. You know, I can compete gaming level. You know, I could play Halo on the PC and I can play Blood Gulch, which I'm sure many people would have played Halo on the PC many moons ago. Uh, and that was, for me, that was my competitive. That was my adrenaline pumping. You know, I could I could get really around that. And it slowly, you know, it slowly moved from uh, Halo. And um, and I still love Halo, but I, 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 FIFA or sports games. So I love sport. I was like, right, what's a good sports game? And back then... 2K wasn't that great, so playing NBA wasn't that good back then. Um, There was a lot of sporting games that just went up to the mark. I mean, AFL, uh, which is our National League, was once made by an EA. It was once an EA game, and that was the best game we've had. That was in 1998. Let me tell you now, we haven't had a good AFL game for over that that many 20-something years. Um, So soccer or football um, is essentially the best of all of them, and I was really enjoying it. I fell in love with... Football. Before I actually, so I sorry. I'll rephrase that. I fell in love with FIFA before I fell in love with football, and I think that sounds a bit strange. That probably sounds very strange to yourself or others that are listening. That I could love a game before I love the sport, but I genuinely did and now uh, i have a real appreciation for the real thing cuz you can't uh, you can't just nutmeg people really easily in real life and you can't pull off amazing finesse shots or you know Great pieces of skill, you mean? You, you watch, I mean, I'm, I'm a messy fan, but I'll, I'll gladly talk about any other player. The ability of Neymar, Ronaldo, you mean, you look at those passes, Xavier and Esther, you look at Yon Rees, the, the Drogbas, and I, obviously, Chelsea love my Drogba for the big game player. But you look at these incredible talented footballers all over the park, even the goalkeepers, Manuel Neuer changed goalkeeping as what we knew for so long, you know, and I fell in love with the game, but you just can't do those things in the game. And you watch it like, wow, you know, these guys are doing it in real life and making it look like a game. So that's my love. And that's sort of where I came from and, and 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 became a fan of football through FIFA. And I'm sure I'm not the only person, but I'm sure I'm probably not a large, I'm not a part of the majority. That's for sure.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. Well said. And, and in terms of the actual sort of streaming experience itself, is quite I mean I found streaming um, not I wouldn't say recently but within the last year I hadn't really I've watched sort of YouTube and, and whatnot but um, I started to I found some of the big content creators um, mainly through trying to get better at FIFA um, and that's kind of where my love for it developed and now I've just follow a small select crew um, and I stumbled across your channel obviously on on Twitch it must be quite hard to find essentially a niche particularly when you're playing a game like FIFA where you've got so much competition um and for those people that sort of may not know there's there's quite a lot of of ea based content creators there's a lot of very anti ea based content creators um and there's there's different types and personalities some very big and some very small how do you how do you your channel's very unique especially with the new rebrand that you just recently had like how do you sort of find that you can get that niche audience and 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 i and one of the biggest things that i i find to me is an art form for any of you guys is you're able to read the bollocks that people like me put in a chat whilst you're playing the game at a high level? Like, just talk to us a bit about how you how you build a community and how you find gaming and make yourself separate from others.
1: I think oh, it's so hard. I mean i I think it helps. I'm from Australia. I I, I genuinely believe that people love Australians. There's that. It's just that broad being like Aussies are cool, like Australian people are cool and you know they swear and it doesn't matter and they drop the C bomb because it's a casual thing, you know, it's a casual thing that happens here. I think for like for me I was very fortunate. I I I was hung around, I was hanging around, I should say, in in a couple of FIFA streams and they all said you should stream. You like you 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 do something you should stream. And I started it and I, and look, I didn't have thousands of viewers. I didn't even have a hundred. I don't have a thousand viewers now. You know, I had, I had less than five viewers. I remember. And just, I, I stayed supporting the people that told me, you know, that they said you should stream. And I, and I, I didn't disconnect myself from them and they sort of helped me out. And they sort of said, man, if you guys don't know, this guys just started streaming, chug him a follow and hang out. And you know, that doesn't check, like you can have a person that has 30,000 viewers, you could say go and follow this person. You might get ten followers. One of them might come into the stream. So it's not just like you. It's not a free. It's not a free like oh, Here's thirty thousand viewers. Like it doesn't work like that, obviously. But it, I had certainly had some help on the way, and I think uh, you know I'm forever thankful for their support, and they continue to support those guys. Um, but you look at oh my God, how do you how do you describe the journey? How do you describe the the situation? It's so hard to to i get, i want to talk to the chat that's my goal is to be as i guess open with the community that i have answer as many questions as i can and if that means you know i'm getting to 99 of 100 and i'm conceding a goal then i'm happy and i'll be pissed off at the time like oh, i shouldn't have read the chat on well, you know concede a goal but For me, that's the key. That's the key is that I would not have the opportunity to do this as a full-time job if I wasn't communicating with the audience. Now, I look at the guys, you know, I'll name a few that some people will know, Castro, Bateson, you know, you start looking at Buck Army who's now, you know, seriously hitting high viewership, Nick Tumente, all those kind of guys. There comes a point where it's physically impossible to read the chat. It's it just it. no matter what you put in place, you put a slow mode, which slows down the chat. You you put in this ability where it's subscribers only so people that pay the monthly subscription to the channel to support the channel are now, you know, they're the only ones that could type. There still becomes a point where it's physically impossible to read. And until I get to that point, I want to answer everyone's questions if I can. And this is true. I've laid in bed at night and I'll have a moment of the stream where I'll be like, I miss that person's message. And they're a regular. And I and I, oh, I'm like, oh, I feel like I feel terrible that I actually miss people sometimes, and and it, it doesn't weigh on me. It's not like I don't sleep about it, but the idea of being everyone is every. I want to get to everyone where I can, um, and it just becomes a point where it's almost impossible. And that part of me doesn't want to get to that point because that's <laughs> that's what I love. I love that. I love that communication. I, I love. I love that there's people that are coming back to, like yourself. You seem to just pop up every day. You know, I see you there every day, and they're the ones that I'm like, man, I don't want to miss today's stream, or man, I need to get this done so I can stream today, or whatever's going on. That's for me. That's so that's so important.
0: Yeah, 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 absolutely. I, I completely agree. And like you say, when you see some of them, I've um, i, was, I was watching Doctor Disrespect the other day, and you see his chat is just constant. Like, and I mean, how how people can manage that? I just. No idea.
1: It's. I mean, it comes to a point where obviously people donate and that's their way to communicate with their streamer. Um, and, you know, don't get me wrong. That sounds amazing. Whoa, you know, people have to send me money to talk to me. But I, I, realistically, I'm not at that point. Um, I don't know if I'll ever get to that point. So I don't want to change my habits. My habit is to read the chat, know where the game is at. You know, if I've just so you were talking about how I read and play. Um, if I've turned over the ball in the defensive half, uh, you know, deep inside the box or it's a, the goalkeepers picked up the ball, it's a goal kick. I know I've got about four to five seconds to look across and look at the chat, you know, because realistically what's going to happen in that four to five seconds as the animation's playing for the cutscene, for example, for the goal kick or whatever, that's how I try and read the situation and be like, right, I can get a second here to look at the chat if I miss something or if I can catch someone or something like that. So that's my – I try and read the flow of the game. If it's a tight game, I don't get a lot of opportunities to, to read the chat, unfortunately.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. Um, and that's a perfect way to transition into the 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 massive elephant that's lurking in the corner of the room um, called FIFA. Um it's a very popular um, subject at the moment in, in amongst the gaming community. Um, fairly recently, it even stretched to essentially worldwide news um when a popular streamer Kurt who you and I know um you know well to the extent we know of of whom he is um he's he's based in Malta um country I absolutely adore but that's another story um and he was recently banned from playing FIFA and some of us would say blessing in disguise but that kind of blew up the mainstream media and it's got quite a lot of content creators talking and for those people who maybe don't play FIFA um the, the frustrations that we have with within the gaming community, um, and there's, there's been quite a lot of things going on with regards to loot boxes and, and how FIFA are marketing themselves. As a sort of a content creator and, and somebody who's playing the game, um for a living um for the majority of the time obviously play other games as well but that's that's a, a very popular draw mm. what what are your frustrations with with sort of ea and um so sort of your experience i know you know a few of the pros as well in, in oz what what is it with this game why why are we experiencing the things we're experiencing is it all does it all just come down to money and 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 just maybe explain to the people who don't know the kurt situation uh, it's quite unprecedented that somebody can be banned from playing a game, isn't it?
1: Well, I think it's not unprecedented in the point of people have been banned from playing games, toxicity, all that kind of stuff. That's that's a big part of um, what's sort of changed, I'd say, in the last five years in gaming in general. Is that uh, Sony and Microsoft, in particular, you now have filters on messages. So I, you know, if I get a if I get a message from someone that's potentially offensive. I have to accept the fact that I'm going to read a a potentially offensive message before I actually open it. Like it it, it tells me uh, this, this message may pertain offensive content. And then I have to click into that to let me open it. So it's become a real shift in the last, I would say, maybe even three years, two to three years where companies are trying to remove this toxicity or they're trying to get around um, or stop cyberbullying in particular, those are the kind of things that they're trying to avoid. Now, I mean, I'm sure you've probably played a fair few Call of Duty Modern Warfare um, or Call of Duty lobbies in your time in the last 10 or so years. Let me tell you, the kids of today would not be ready for the things that we heard in those lobbies and the things that were said in those chats, even at LAN parties a decade ago. I'm telling you, no one is ready to hear that. And I'm glad that there's no recordings of those things. (laughs) <laughs> um, so I, I understand and I want to talk, I'll talk about it I've talked about it before, but I think, I think talking in this sense is a little bit different, um, because the audience and just the people that are listening in probably haven't heard about this and, and probably want a bit of a broader spectrum. So Kurt was a pro player or is, a, I should say, Kurt is a pro FIFA player. That's what he is. He's very outspoken, and, um, was probably one of the first pros to really go out there and say, this game is garbage. Like this is terrible. Um, the skill gap isn't there. People wanting wondering what a skill gap is. A skill gap is essentially what difference differentiates between me picking up the control of someone that's played the game for a decade um, and then the, someone that's never played the game before picking it up and understanding the game and scoring goals and winning games. That's a skill gap right there is I probably should dominate the game it shouldn't even be close that's the reality however um ea in particular probably in the last two years have removed a significant skill gap so people are actually uh, that don't play the game as often um and haven't invested that time are a lot closer to the people that play it every single day for a living because ea have removed these skillful abilities or being able to dominate the game Um, or be able to score goals easier or better uh, for the reason of keeping the casuals to playing. That's the drawback, and that's the difficulty of, I guess, having a casual game that caters to pros as opposed to a competitive game that caters to casuals. You have other games, you look at, like, League of Legends, you look at, like, CSGO. Like, the skill gaps are massive, and they've managed to find a balance. They're like, right. Casuals can start at a very low beginning and they can, they can play these casual game modes to get them used to it before stepping up into that competitive scene. Same with CS, uh, Counter Strike. Sorry, I should say, um, as the same thing, you can do this casual thing and you can go to the competitive thing. FIFA is surrounded by casuals, but want this competitive money-making scheme with their loot boxes um i think even the even in the uk parliament they call them surprise mechanics just <laughs> i just want to put that out there they call it like kinder surprise eggs is pretty much their example of what a loot box is and it's a very rare that an esport game is a pay to win method and i think that's another thing that kurt in particular really ramped up is that why should I spend $10,000 to get the – and this is 10 I'm, – I'm not even joking. There's people out there that are spending this kind of money to get the best players in the game. So your Root Hullets, you know, you got your Icon cards, you got your Root Hullets, your Patrick Vieiras, which dominate, you know, dominating games. Um, why should I have to spend that money if my pro scene's only going to make me two grand? Why am I over – why do I have to spend to get these cards? Like, that's not fair. And I think, and I absolutely agree with it. I I, I think the majority of people that play, I'm sure you feel that too. Why should I put money into a game that I've already bought? I've already paid here in Australia. It's $100 for a game at retail. So obviously it's cheaper where you go, but $100 is the retail. Why should I then realistically need to put in another $500 to have a competitive team for the first couple of months of the game? What what, what what is why should I have to do that why is that even a thing in this game it doesn't happen in CS it doesn't happen in league it doesn't happen in all these other high-end games but why FIFA and it's starting and you and then you start delving into the whole thing of well, EA want to make money on their licenses they have to buy all the licenses that's fair enough but they're now milking it to a point where it's like geez I, I how far is too far? And you've got kids buying these things. It's essentially gambling, and and I don't like it. I'm not a fan. I don't. I think it's really disappointing. And that was where really it started kicking off with Kurt uh, versus EA. I want to say it's Kurt versus EA. It's almost the community versus EA at this point now. However, Kurt was very outspoken, and he said a few things which I think he regrets now. I think it was a few things that I think he said, and he's come out and apologized for. Um, he then, however, uh, he then got his band from competing competitively. So he was given a, uh, a, a year ban, I believe, from competing competitively. And then he kind of kept going and literally spat in the faces of the company in so many ways. Uh, he literally, if anyone was, like, he literally spat on a scarf logo on stream. So an EA scarf, spat on it on stream. Um, plus various other things, EA banned him from actually playing the game entirely. He made new accounts. They banned it like it was a complete shutdown. Now, if I was in EA's position, again, I've talked about this before, if I was in EA's position, I would have not done any of that because it's just brought more media attention on the fact that there's gambling in their video game. That is, I truly believe that loot boxes should be removed. Um, I think you should pay for what you. You should know what you get when you pay for something. That's a ba- that's a bare minimum in life. If I go to the shops, and I'm and I said, yeah, I need a bag of rice. Now in these times, a little bit different, but I want to get a bag of rice. I should know. I should be able to pick the brand that I want, how big it is, at the price that's there. With EA and 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 uh, micro they say, okay, you can buy this pack. You don't actually know what's in it. And that's mm-hmm. the really that's really what it comes down to is that you're spending money on something you actually don't know what you're getting, and majority of the time you don't get anything of value in return um at all. So poor Kurt in many ways, but also he brought on to himself in yep. many other yep. ways. I think that's I think that's probably a fair statement. Uh I am of the awareness that he can play in FIFA twenty one. So when the new game comes out. His restriction is lifted uh, from playing the game in general. However, um, he's, I think he still can't play competitively at that pro level, um, which is, I believe, a blessing in disguise because he's gained so many more subs. You know, people are spending so much money watching his stream. Uh, and you can watch it for free. Like, you don't have to sub to people. You know, you don't have to donate. That's what people want to do, um, which is awesome. Support the content creator. You know, that's that's a really good thing. Um, but, yeah, I... EA, in my belief, and you're right, in it blowing up in that media sense, it became worldwide news when Kirk got banned because people were like, hang on, why did one of the best players in the world get banned? And it opened a can of worms. So I think it's a really interesting discussion. I mean, it doesn't really hit the news here. I don't know about yourself. We don't get a lot of gaming news in general here in no. Australia. It's a very minimal. Social media is where we get our news. You know, yes. I think that's probably the similar in all around the world, uh, maybe except um, maybe expect America because they have a lot of college esports now, which is really cool. Um, but yeah, I'm yeah, I don't know. It definitely didn't make news here in in a traditional sense, and I can't imagine it would anytime soon. Uh, thus, be the media.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very true. It's the same here. I think a lot of it was, was more the social media side. Um, the game itself. How I mean, how do you find? playing because like you say i think i think the majority of our audience um will be just uh casual um, players because a lot of people who, who listen to this but you know i may be wrong but i doubt with their pros but they might pick up a game and have a kick about it. they might not even be part of the particularly the fut mode or fut mode ultimate team mode which is where you mentioned about the the, the pay to win element um, something that i respect about you as well which i i physically cannot do um there's two content creators that, that i find brilliant at keeping their nerve yourself and sway back to another one completely zen um and and we're we're allowed to swear so i'll just say it as it is when the game fucks you in the ass as it does repeatedly for me time and time again, i admit i'm not a great player at all i cannot keep my my nerve i cannot keep my shit together um you played a game the other the other night which perfectly encapsulate this encapsulates this I think you were two goals behind with five minutes to go got it level one on a penalty shootout and you just yeah. laughed your way through it and as a content creator one of the other people I follow in i I've got him on as we speak actually Nick 28T is another one who I follow um weekend after weekend just loses his shit at how broken this game is how do you how do you keep that inner zen of of sort of managing the chat? Because inside you must be frustrated. And and how how do you see them improving this game? Because it feels at the moment like they're just churning out a reskinned, badly patched job every year, but because they got all the licenses and because it's pretty, we're just gonna keep we're just gonna keep falling for it. So how how do you manage the the broken game that you're you're playing? <laughs>
1: I'll be honest with you, Anna, and I want to say this. First of all, there's nothing wrong with losing your shit at FIFA. I'll tell you <laughs> that right now. Like <laughs> it, is, it is at times an infuriating mess, uh, and it just at times makes no sense. I think that's the issue at all is how did that happen? Yeah. So just to reference your point, I was 2-1 down um, against a, a fellow Australian friend, um, which happens regularly here in Australia, is that we match each other a lot. Uh, just because there's not as many players uh, here in Australia and the ones that like the casual players are just playing, you know, career mode and all that, which is totally fine. Like I get there's that uh, side of it. Um, That's the incredible thing is we live in this social media bubble being like ultimate team is the best mode and everyone plays ultimate team, but it's actually totally wrong. There's, There's way more people playing career mode. There's way more people that don't even go on social media to talk about FIFA. It just doesn't happen. It's a casual game. Um, so to to reference the fact that don't like being ragey don't worry about it uh, I know that Nick gets very frustrated and I feel his rage being 2-1 down in that game in the 119th minute and I scored two goals in uh the two essentially 119 and 122 to go to penalties I I think I said numerous times to like gg good game you know like the game was over like it was over if that happened to happen to me I would have been fuming. I tell you, I would have been fuming if that would have happened I'm about three one up in the one that I teeth. Call it like it's game. Like turf it out, you know, like just kick it long, hoof it out of there. Uh however, uh, and then we went on penalties, which was even and that was a nine penalty shootout each way. Uh, but then my goalkeepers, our goalkeepers didn't take a penalty. For some reason, yeah. we went all the way through everyone, but my goalkeeper like whatever. Anyway, it was a drama field penalty shootout. It was great value for entertainment. I go value content. However, it, it, the game makes no sense. And I think that's the biggest frustration is how do things happen? You watch people miss shots from six yards out, open nets, they're going wide, they're hitting the post. It, it makes no sense. A game is a game. I can't control which way the ball bends and curves and all that in various ways. Um, so you'll see a you'll see a player you know ten yards out. Uh, he'll kick it with the, with the with the laces of his shoe, you know, direct you know contact, and the ball will spray ten yards over. I'm like, and we're talking about the best players in the world here. Like you tell me, Mbappe is missing the target? No way! Like that's one of the biggest frustrations when I think it comes to FIFA for the casual and the people that play it all the time is how does that happen? How is the ball pinging off three different defenders? And then magically falling back to my opponent and going in there—it makes no like you're telling me one defender in real life couldn't clear that ball or bring it down, hoof it out. You know, like there's some sort of that's the that's the difficulty that EA have is they're six minute halves. You that's the cat. That's the normal rate of a game is six minute halves. If you had six minute halves in real life. Majority of the time the ball's not crossing the halfway line most of the time. Like, to be honest, like, so EA have to find a way that it's fast-paced. There's opportunities for people to actually score in these six minutes or half, sorry, 12 minutes in total. What I think when you talk, when you talk about people that rage and, and how to keep it cool is that people can watch people rage and you can feel that. I like watching some people rage. Sometimes I watch a little rage mon- like montage or compilation because I just want to yell with them. I'm like, how does this ha-? like? Why you know? Why is that going on? Um, but for me, if I rage, I'm not playing well. I need to keep my head cool. And I'm a. Uh, I, I've played. I've played competitive. I played this game at the highest level here in Australia for a numerous amount of years. Um, in the 2010s, 2012, 13s, I found that if I was raging, I'm not playing my best. I'm focused about what's just happened and not what's about to happen. And I think that's a really big thing for people if they're hung up on something and i I catch myself doing all the time. Like, how did that, I can't believe we're in extra time. Like how did we, but I'm realizing, I'm still thinking about that. I'm not focusing on the new, you know, on that moment or the next chance or the next interception to create the next chance. So for me, that is why I try and keep my head cool. And I think majority of my community and the people that watch my stream would probably be like, he's one of the coolest in terms of keeping his cool. Uh, definitely not cool, trust me. I'm not a cool person. But uh, <laughs> keeping his cool is what makes it enjoyable for other people to do their weekend league. The amount of people that come in uh, or play their games, the amount of people that come in and say, man, I'm just tuning in. I got you in the background because I'm going to get my games done. I'm assuming they're just looking for somewhere that's calm, relaxed, so they can get through their stressful <laughs> 30 games a weekend. It's, um, I mean, I'll elaborate a little bit about Foot Champs, just so, just so we've got a bit of context. Uh, Foot Champs is weekend league, which is, uh, happens every week for FIFA. Happens in Madden as well. Um, so essentially, you've got 30 games. The more wins you get, the higher the rank you go. A lot of people don't play all their games because they just hit a particular rank that they want, which is gold three or, you know, gold one or wherever it be, um, and you get rewards for those ranks. Um, essentially, a lot of people just, yeah, they have some background tunes or gra- background streams, so then they're not raging uh, playing back-to-back-to-back-to-back FIFA games because uh, it, it can get incredibly uh, tiring and stressful.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It definitely does for me. As, as I say, I I find it hard to keep to keep saying, um, and and there is almost a wider aspect of that. Like you said, that a lot of kids play this game. Yeah. Um. There is a lot of toxicity in the community. You know, even in I think again to shit on EA a bit here again, but they forced objectives into rivals this year. Whereby. Yeah. We're all sweating over icon tokens at the moment. Just finished yeah. all of mine this afternoon, by the way. Thanks. Well done. I haven't signed um, them yet, so I give you uh, big ups. Well, I, dropped, I dropped two divisions to do it, but, you know, uh, not, <laughs> uh, not intentionally either, just because no. I'm crap. But um, but yeah, it does become sort of ultra sweat, and I guess that's where the enjoyment side of it kind of disappears a little bit. Do you find that when you when you sort of finish playing FIFA, like at the moment, you're you're loving loving the gulag in uh, in COD, <laughs> in um, the gulag? The yeah. Gulag, um, <laughs> do you sort of find that other games are actually more enjoyable to play, or is that sort of burning desire again? To quote Nick, um, who said this a number of times. It's his love of football that draws him to a game that he knows is crap and he knows is broken. But it's that love of football that that draws him back. Is like your escape playing other games alongside it, or is it more just a case of freshening things up?
1: You know, I think I think a lot a of lot, if you haven't played Call of Duty Warzone, and I'm not I'm not partnered with them was on a sponsorship deal, it's absolutely free on PlayStation. Like, it's uh, like the amount of people that are playing the game is insane. Uh, And if you guys aren't aware of what it is, it's just Call of Duty with 150 people in a big map in a battle royale. You drop out of a plane, you land, you loot and you go, you know, like it's a it's a real sort of it is the most casual, but also can be very you know competitive. You know, you get to that final five or whatever it is, you're like, right. Block it in, you know. My heart, my heart's racing. At a game yesterday, off stream, I was playing with a couple of people that are from the stream. We're in the Discord call, and we're just chatting out. And uh, all of a sudden, we're in a top two situation. They're dead, dead, I'm alive, and my heart is going through the chest. You know, I was, I was genuinely pumped up. I ended up losing in a two v one situation. Got a kill, but couldn't get the other guy. I mean, I blame <laughs> the game a little bit there, sure. But it was very, you know, it was very much a. Call, like Call of Duty in any other game, you know, I'm so you can say Call of Duty. I mean, I play marbles and that sounds stupid, but uh, the marble stuff is hilarious on the stream where people can just type in the chat and they have a marble that's on a screen and it's a race of marbles. It's something different, it's something fun, it's fresh. However, when you go, like during the week for FIFA, in the, especially in Ultimate Team, there's nothing to do. Mm-hmm. Um, realistically, there's nothing to do. And especially in Australia, uh, which is the rest of world region, you match the same three people. And if they're not online at the time, you don't match anybody. Like that is that is the genuine issue with being at the higher uh, divisions um, in, in Australia. So even if I wanted to stream FIFA during the week, I have to do drafts, which is fine. It's nice to play with different cards and, and, and different formations and play around. But I like playing COG because I can also play with the subs. You know, I can get people in that are watching the stream. I can get them in the voice chat. I can introduce, I can, we can talk to each other. And we can play COD at the same time. We can play something different and fresh. And obviously, my community is a FIFA-based community, but there's so many people playing COD. is that we actually jump in viewers at times because people want to watch COD. You know, people want to be like, oh, I'm sick of FIFA right out. I'll come in and watch COD. And that was a really interesting thing for me, is seeing that last week, is we're playing drafts. And then I said, oh, we're going to drop over. We're going to jump into the gulag, you know, we're going to jump on even the, into the gulag, uh, which is um, the, uh, I guess, the 1v1 mode when you get knocked out of the war zone. Um, and we, we jumped up another 20, 30 guilds, you know, and I was like, this is awesome. You know, like it's, people are wanting to just watch the stream uh, on a different game at times. And that's totally cool. We're getting to that point now where if this wasn't happening, so if the, the virus wasn't a thing, realistically, the next thing we're worrying about is team of the season. So this time is genuinely a very, very, very low time in the FIFA community in general. So Call of Duty have done the right thing. They've brought it out for us. Um, It's nice to change it up. If I could stream COD solely on a stream at the moment, I probably would, but I would play my weekend league games on stream as well. So my midweek would be COD if I could, but that's just not how it works. You can't always do the game that you want to play um, because you know that your audience is usually set to a particular feeling or vibe or there's a plan in place where they're like, right, let's do FIFA first and we can move to COD, for example.
0: Yeah, yeah, sort of finding a balancing act, isn't it? And I often yeah. think as well with the streamers, a lot of the time, um, certainly from my standpoint, is that I don't really look for the numbers. I look at the the personality of the streamer and that's what draws me in. Um, like you say, you could be playing marbles, you could be doing Microsoft Paint, but yeah. if I enjoy... <laughs> Sort of conversing with either the chat community or the actual streamer um, themselves—that's what draws you in. Um, yep. And I find that sometimes you can literally just be doing housework, whatever. If you you've got that somebody on in the background, it's almost like having a mate around. But you've yeah. got a stream, so I think it's—I um I de- I definitely recommend it to people. If you've never jumped on a stream, you know, if you're just a YouTuber or whatnot, then then do it. You know, it's it's good fun. The best um, way. You had another...
1: Sorry, you no, go way. Sorry. I was going to say the best way to find a streamer is you can even look on YouTube. Most FIFA guys uh, at that higher level do their YouTube stuff as well. So if you aren't able to, like, if you're not really that Twitch, like I don't don't want to have to search through, you know, even though searching, finding people is actually quite easy. It it gives you things, people you could find. But if you want to get a a feeling about someone and their content, jump on YouTube, just type in, you know, FIFA 20 streamer or or, your content or whatever it is. And, and you can find streamers whether they're on twitch or Facebook or wherever they are you can they even stream on YouTube as well so it's not like you have to go to twitch you know you can find streaming pretty much anywhere now which is awesome
0: yeah yeah absolutely and and um we're going to be doing similar actually um Danny who's our producer who's in the background has just uh, let us know that we'll be doing we'll be doing similar um via twitch. Awesome. oh you're moving into the modern era fantastic oh watch but- out yeah. <laughs> we um yeah we we spoke to I, I say we i spoke to a guy called gaz who's known as king flipper who's another small content creator in the uk um he's based in in the birmingham area we interviewed him about fifa funnily enough earlier on nice. the season so yeah um it, it's 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 always interesting to find to how different people manage their content and how they how they do things um before we leave FIFA alone sort of maybe for good for the rest of this conversation <laughs> what what do you want to see in the next game how can they and I appreciate we haven't got all day but how could we sure what, what are the small changes that that you think that could be made is it is it just about EA maybe giving a bit more back and just listening to their community a bit more rather than having this kind of this is our game we'll do it our way fuck you pay us you know is it just about that or is it a lot of people are just saying, "Look, just fix the service, fix the button delay." That's the start. Is it simple as that, or is it is it a wider problem that you think we're, we're just going to have to put up with for a few years? I think the I think there's
1: a real there's a couple of issues that really frustrate me, and I think frustrate people in general that play the game. One of them being, why give me a disconnect after the game ends? And then I lose. So the game, so I had a, I had a game on stream and I'm, I'm sure this has happened to everyone that's played this game. Like I, I'm, I'm just, just going to give an example that happened on stream. Uh, I won a game three nil. I'm literally like it's, it, the game is over. The whistle's gone. Everyone's literally shaking their hands on the screen. Uh, I'm going to the menu. Like I have to go through the replays to get to the menu to leave. And I received a disconnect in the menu, as I'm leaving, like it's, this game is done and I received the disconnect and nothing like my stream didn't go down, obviously like, every, like everything was fine on my end and I got a disconnect and I'm not the only person, I'm telling you, I'm this is a plague of a weekly issue for, for so many people. Um, what I, what really makes no sense to me is okay, where is the match report finished? Like at what point is the game actually finished? Is the game finished when the whistle blows? Okay, that's the result. If the whistle blows, the game actually stops being played, blow the whistle, the result ends. That's that For me, that's where the result should be written in the pen. So it doesn't matter what happens if I get a disconnect in that time, the game has ended. It's over. Um, You know, there's so many questionable things. So for an example, I'll give you another. This is one of three. I'll go with two of three. We're at number two now. At any point you're in a game and your opponent quits. Why don't you get a win? <laughs> yeah. I don't, like, I physically, I I don't understand. Sorry, I just smacked into something. <laughs> um, I don't understand. I could have played 90 minutes against someone. I I receive a penalty, for example, or I'm through on goal in a one-on-one situation. My, my opponent can literally pull out his ethernet cable or turn off his console. I don't get anything if the game was a draw. What, what world are we in? I mean, we're in a crazy (laughs) world right now, but what world are we in where I'm playing a game that means a little bit of something? I mean, it's, it's, it's not the end of the world if I don't win it, but why should I have just played this game and the result doesn't count if my opponent quits, it makes no sense, um, and I think that's a really big issue. However, I want to state that in the beta, it was fine. Yeah. So in the beta, we're playing this early access to the game. A few, like, I would say, a few thousand people would have got a hand on this. It's not, it's not that limited. But in the beta, if I was losing, I oh, sorry, if if it was drawing and I quit, my opponent got the win. Everyone's excited. Everyone's stoked. And all of a sudden. Uh, they changed it for the full game. And it made it it made very little sense. And I think it's one of the one of the things that EA can just address. And they can say from next game onwards, you know FIFA twenty one or from this patch onwards, if you disconnect or if you're if you, sorry, if your opponent disconnects, you will receive a win for the result. Mm. What it's a piece of communication that is like it's so triggering it is actually i think one of the most underlying triggering things that actually isn't talked about that much you 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 could be playing the computer you could be playing the ai for an objective which is you know unlocking something in the game and you can get a disconnect playing against the ai and you have to do it all again <laughs> yep what? What is, like what is going like it's so fu- that would be the the equivalence of playing career mode and you losing internet connection in career mode and you literally get a four for three loss in your career mode it's the exact it's the exact same issue mm. um so that's two that's two points and both of them <laughs> are server related which is all you know game look i think it's a game coding issue i mm. actually don't believe that it's server issue I believe there's a game coding issue because at live events, they have disconnects at live events. Don't yeah. like explain to me how two consoles that are next to each other plugged into the exact same port that isn't connected to a broader server. It's connected to that local section. How can a game disconnect that close to each other? That makes not like it, it's it's it makes no sense to me. So I'm of the belief that it's actually a coding issue, um, and that one hits out of sync. Something like a game will stutter or something, the other one will just go to and and they'll, and they'll call it a DC. That's my opinion. I don't have facts on that. That's just my um, basic knowledge of how two things happen. The third thing being, EA have a thing called the Game Changer Program, hmm. and this and this has a lot of debate. There's a lot of debate around this program, and they're and they're and it's all it's in all their major titles like Battlefield, Madden. Um, I think I don't think it's called Game Changer in Madden. It's called something else. FIFA Star. I think Star Wars has it. Um, like Game Changer um, program. In in is designed or has been told to us is that we've picked select amount of people. People that are at the front line in terms of they might be higher level content creators. You know they they could be pros. And, and these people, not pros, but good players that do stuff like that and all that, you know, like that kind of – they don't want pros in it because they would be given a distinct advantage next year. Um, but the idea being they want these game changers in to give feedback directly to EA. That's their goal. They want people to be giving direct feedback to EA. The game changers give all this feedback. They go to these events that EA host and spend serious money on to host these events. We come out of it six weeks later. The game hasn't changed a, s- a single bit. The, ga- the, game is, the game is exactly the same as it was. We're dealing with the exact same scenarios and issues that have been plaguing us for years. So the Game Changer program has sort of been almost... Muted. Almost, yeah, muted. There's no talk about it anymore. There's no talk about this Game Changer this, Game Changer that. It doesn't happen. So where do people want to vent their frustration? They've got nowhere to go with their frustrations about this game. So they spew it out on social media. Now, I've done it too. I've, I, I'm. I'm. I, don't get me wrong. I'm not friends with EA. Like I've I've worked with EA in the past. Um, I've I've told EA what I genuinely think. Um, and that's put me on a certain sort of lists of people that can't do things. Uh, I haven't been told that, but I've been like, it's not an official communication. But I've been, you know, like it's kind of like, well, through the grapevine, you know, I've, I've heard this. Um, and I get, so EA aren't very good with criticism because they physically don't care. I, I genuinely come to the point where I believe that the people, so Foot Economist, a, a lovely gentleman named Foot Economist, Jamie. Now, I love that guy. He was a streamer um, and he did a lot of the market stuff in terms of the new cards and the new promotions. And he would talk about... The prices are they too low? They too high? People would buy all that kind of stuff. He was then he was then I was about to say purchased purchased by EA. (laughs) He essentially got a job at EA to control the market and the content that comes out in EA games and in FIFA in particular. And he is such a nice person, but he doesn't communicate anymore on Twitter because he gets the hate. There's so many people that are like, this is the worst the game's ever been. Fuck you, you know, like terrible. I'm not going to repeat some of the stuff that used to be. It's awful stuff, you know, we're, we're, like genuinely awful stuff. No wonder why they don't want to post on social media. Mm. You know, no wonder why there's no music of conversation anymore because it's physically not going to change. You know, like it's not going to change. They realize that the decision makers are up here. Uh, which is very high up I'm, I'm I'm currently putting my hand up high uh, <laughs> and all the guys that are reading the forefront of this feedback and getting the abuse are at that low that lower level and are, and are copying the heat they don't want to they don't want that anymore you know they don't want to receive that hate because they realize that it doesn't really matter anyway it's not there it's not gonna if they can't make the decisions mm-hmm. they can only provide feedback and it doesn't change So mm-hmm. that's my three issues. Two of them yeah. are server- based. One of them are EA-based, uh, yep. solely EA, and a, and a corporate greed. I'm going to call it a greed because I think it is a greed. Yeah. Um, and I'm, I'm, as a fan of, the, and I've played the, I played the first FIFA in 1998, so this is the World Cup mode, my uh, dad would beat me every single game and that's where my competitive drive came from, I think in terms of, in terms of gaming. He really, he really drove me to the fact that he would just beat me every time and I got sick of it. Um, and I would have to say now is possibly, possibly the most greedy they've ever been
0: mm-hmm.
1: in terms of a company. and I'm sad. I, yeah. I'm actually sad for the, for the casual fan of the game. yeah the, the cat casu- the ca- like I'm in a fortunate position where it's my job to play and content create and the times are changing. And this is what I able to do from the luxury of my study. But, you know, uh, for people to play the game on a casual level, they, they can't get these amazing players in their teams. You know, they can't, they can't play with their heart, hi- their, their heroes. You know, I'm a, Didier jumper, you know, like one of my favorite all times I got him into my team. It's another level of excitement for me. Is there's people, friends, there's people out there, the casual gamers out there that love Wayne Rooney, for example. They can't afford his card, uh, his latest card in the game. It's too expensive.
0: Yeah. They
1: have to put money in to get this card. Like, I don't I think it's wrong, you know, and that's yeah. and
0: greed. It's coming down to greed. That's all yeah. I, I still remember when I was, I still remember the very first FIFA game on the mega drive, um, FIFA international soccer. And in, I think it's 1994 and yeah, how far the game has come since that day. And I didn't, I, I blame, I'm going to call him out on this. We've got a guy who our uh, chap who's based in Canada. Uh, he's known, he's called Jeff, uh, Jeff, oh, no. shout out to Jeff. If he's listening Not to Vancouver. Him. Yes. <laughs> um, unfortunately yeah he actually does live about well he actually lives on an island so he's, he's not part of ea so he's, oh, no, he's got he's out of, he's he's bought the island away from ea That's yeah <laughs> he's, he's, he's staying away um but he he was the one who got me into fuck um he was like oh you know i've had this, this card and i used to collect stickers and all that and like, oh card collecting oh, that sounds great and then he dropped the bomb that it was online and I uh, just, uh, I it, it is, it is a little bit like the smackhead who just needs another hit. You know, you, once you start playing it, you, it's just so hard to get away. And and Absolutely. like you say, even if you're a casual, I think that's where the whole loot box thing has got on top because people are looking at it now, going, if if people, I think some content creators are almost suggesting now that the EA have built this game almost to be toxic. So it is forcing people into rages and spending money because they have to get a better team because they know that they can't compete. And sadly, the longer it goes, the more it, it's starting to look that way. But we can but hope that we'll get a better game. Um, that's all we can do. I'm
1: genuine when I say that. I watch I watch, you know, E3, which is um, sort of the big gaming conference, um, and they bring out a trailer. And I look at that trailer and I'm like, I know this is no representative of what this game is. Like I know that it's usually just smoke and mirrors because it is, you know, it's it's a cinematic video that has been jacked up in graphics to look good for the main audience, which is fine. Like I get that that's marketing. But then I look at, you know, I watch uh, Gamescom, which is a little bit later in the year. It's so about a month or two after. Uh, and that shows very early gameplay. Like, we you know, we're talking really early gameplay. But you get the sense there's, that we go through the waves of, oh, we watch that trailer and, oh, all the graphics look sick. And then we get the reality check that, you know, realistically, it's not going to look that good because it never does. Um, and then you watch this GameCon thing and you watch the early gameplay and it's slower and it's, you know, the passing seems real. You know, like there's that real sense of, oh, if I make a smart decision with the pass it'll be successful and, you know, the game slows down. And, oh, look, tackling's really rewarding because if I make a tackle, it'll stick because we're talking about a very early version of the game playing, uh, you know, on a slower version as well, which is the head-to-head mode. Um, so I genuinely, I, I'm genuine when I say this, I have so much hope every year. I, I, I'm always very positive at the end, at the start of the year when the new game comes out or the start of the new game. I shouldn't say year because it usually comes out near the end of the year, uh, but it's more so that, you know, I look every year as a positive. Okay, surely it can't be worse than last year. Like, <laughs> like that's my that's my look at it. Uh, and they do surprise me sometimes. Let me tell you, they really do surprise me. And I'm sure everyone else. I'm like, there's no way that's still a thing, or there's no way it can be worse than last year. And sometimes it it can be, but I I, I get as excited as most people would. I think to say that, yep, we're gonna it's gonna take about a month until we realize that this game is just as broken as the rest. <laughs> but in that month of learning is some of the best fun that you can have learning the game and, and, and making beautiful gameplay um, until the meta comes out, which is that sort of like, right, um, El Tornado is in FIFA 19, people just lobbing the ball in and, and kicking volleys from 30 yards and all this kind of stuff. Um, it takes a bit of time to get to that point, which is nice. That's the really exciting. It's the same with any other game, that learning experience and that learning curve of being like, right, you know, here's the stories playing out in front of me. And, you know, uh, Oh man, uh, call of duty. Like I'm learning all the stuff in call of duty at the moment. I'm watching other streamers. I'm like, man, this guy's got a sick weapon setup. You know, like the docks weapon setup, I tried it out last night and I'm like, dude, no wonder why he's using it. You know, you're having so much fun learning with these new guns, and the same with the new players and the new mechanics. So, for me, that's in a very exciting part of the year. And, and I'm, I'm again, my fingers are crossed. <laughs> this year, um, unfortunately, I'm, I'm aware that the new engine doesn't hit this year, the new engine hits next year because of the new consoles. So, that's what's yeah. that. I'm realistic in the fact that we're stuck with the same engine, which realistically means it's a very similar game. Next yeah. year is when we're going to see a change, when we may see a drastic change in how the game plays.
0: Yeah, yeah, new Xbox and new PS5 are coming soon to um to destroy our wallets so we shall uh, we shall look forward to that. <laughs> i saving <Get> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um before we um before we wrap things up I'd be remiss we're on a football podcast and we've got no football so we should talk a little bit about the uh, the beautiful game. Yes. Um, so our, our, obviously the majority of our listener base uh, will be Arsenal fans because we're an Arsenal podcast of course yes. but um we um we we obviously cross swords in the fact that, that you follow Chelsea um how how did that how did an aussie come to follow chelsea how how did how did your journey begin and and what sort of led you to to follow chelsea
1: so it's it's really interesting so i referred to um football as in soccer to soccer in australia soccer that's the term because there's so much football in particular so we have our afl and or also our AFL and our rugby. Um, so, if I reference to soccer, I apologize. I, 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 I don't want to get offended. I don't mean. I don't mean to hurt people. <laughs> it's just the tradition. It's just sort of what's here is like here in, in 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 football. So soccer here in Australia is like fourth or fifth on this list of sports, and not going higher. Like I want to make that clear. Like it's not increasing. The A League here is not in a good place. Um and so I, it's not. I'm not trying to be disrespectful or or trying to piss anyone off like <laughs> by calling it soccer if I do it. And I apologize. However, I'll get to the story. My a good friend of mine I went to school with. Um, his name's Troy. Anyway, he he goes, mate. United, big United fan. And this was probably I would say mid 2000s, so maybe 05, 06, And I said. Soccer, like, yeah, we we got footy. We love our footy. We love our NFL. You know, like tennis, like, like cricket, you know, all that stuff. Like, it's so much. Like, I have so much other sport to worry about. Whatever, who cares, you know, kind of thing. He was in the WWE at the time as well. So I just didn't listen to him for sporting stuff. Now, it's just not my thing, right? WWE is not my thing, but I understand the entertainment value and I've grown up to respect. Uh, WWE and all that kind of stuff now. However, I would never, I would never really, I would never really take into account his careness for other sports. I just I was like, whatever. Um, however, he sort of said a, a couple of years later, he goes, mate, come around tonight, United Chelsea. And I said, ah, oh, I know that's kind of a big deal. And this is 07, 08. So I think I think Ronaldo Cristiano had just come to the Premier League or was going to or rumored at the time. I can't remember the circumstances, but it was not far off. And I said, I'll oh, bugger it. You know, like I'll come over and I didn't say bugger it, I'll tell you now, but I'll come over and and we, you know, we'll watch it. And I said, all right, whoever wins, I'll go for. That'll be my thing. Um, and Chelsea won that game from memory. And I kind of, I kind of sort of said from that point, I'm a Chelsea fan, but it didn't really sink in until 2010. I think it's 2010 season uh we didn't like watching football soccer here in australia uh is very much a pay-to-win system in a sense you've got to buy a subscription i'm sure it is over there as well but it's bloody expensive uh or at least it was you'd be paying about 130 a month to be able to get the opportunity to watch it unless you go to an event for example you know like the casino or whatever it is um to watch it it's changed now but it was very expensive back then so Uh, the only time I would sort of be able to see anything, if someone sent me a highlights package or, uh, or they tell me what was going on in the game um, back then on uh, MSN, which by the way, MSN, you know, like that, I would get, you know, people would nudge me and stuff and be like, Oh, you know, it's on, or, you know, you're missing or whatever. (laughs) Um, And so I think in 20, I don't know how it came about, but I think I spent more time at his place and I, and we kind of just, we said we'd watch some more games and, Sort of, sort of, really got around. Not just Chelsea, and and I love don't get me wrong, uh, I've become to love the club, even in this down da- And I actually love this time. I know this sounds silly. Um, we're not winning anything, and it's you know, but this is the for me. This is kind of like watching the club, and I think Arsenal in a very interesting position as well at the moment. But we're watching out – we're watching this youth. We've had – and everyone knows Chelsea's youth system. Everyone knows. No, I know. Everyone be like, ah, Chelsea with their youth and their money, money, money. But it's so nice to sit there and watch these young kids play for the badge. Like, you are – we are watching Frank Lampard, who – another iconic Chelsea player <laughs> – uh, sit there and manage these young kids and he was a young kid himself you know he was a young kid playing in the Premier League you know he, he came to Chelsea and was playing uh, as a kid you know and it was just for me and I, I'm watching I'm, Tammy Abraham, Reece, uh we, we, we got uh, Mason Mounts you know you're watching Tamori you know we're watching these incredible kids playing this game for the club that we love I mate I'm just happy if they put the effort in I know that sounds stupid. I know that sounds so counterproductive to being in the Premier League and and to winning things. But like, these are twenty one year olds, you know, twenty year old kids playing for the badge that they love, you know. And I love that. I I, I know. It sounds ridiculous because we've won the Champions League, you know. Like we've won we've won the we've won the Champions won the League over the mid in the last these last five six years. Probably a little bit long. We'll go to 2012, 2011 We look bloody good in this last decade. We were a bloody good team, but. I'm really enjoying it. I'm really enjoying this this different Chelsea team because of the band. I know it's insane, uh, but winning for me right now isn't everything. Watching these players develop is so fun, um, and I get to watch the games now because of the beautiful internet it is so awesome that I get to watch all the games, which is really cool, whether I watch them live at 2 a.m., or if I'm watching them, you know, or if I'm watching the, the highlights in the morning, whenever it be, people be like, oh, you're not a fan. You're not watching at 2 a.m. I gotta, I gotta sleep, guys. I gotta get my sleep. In. <laughs> Otherwise, I'm yeah. a very grumpy person and the miss is not happy. Um, but it's very much a, a really positive thing. So I will say that uh, I fell asleep just before the penalty shootout of the Champions League final. Me being the younger lad than I was, I was what was that? I was 15? No. 16, 17, 17, 17, I would have been 17, uh, maybe a little less. I can't remember. Anyway, I was younger then, less wiser than I am now. And I thought to myself, I'm staying up all night. This is it. It's a it's a 4.30 a.m. kickoff or whatever it was. It was bloody early in the morning. I was like, no, nah, no, nah, I'm too excited. The boys are in the Champions League final in Bayern Munich's backyard. This is not. Nah, this is it. My sacrifice, I'm staying up all night. And... I watched Drogba's header, obviously. Muller scoring the 83rd or whatever it was. Drogba in the 89th. Uh, Chaos scenes in the bedroom. I couldn't scream because everyone in the house was asleep. I'm yelling into my pillow. I'm up and about. Uh, I fell asleep just before the penalty shootout, and I see Drogba in Petracek's arms just afterwards. So I knew we'd (laughs) won but I missed out on the drama of Drobber giving away a pen and it was all, you know, it was all scenes, 10 people behind the ball for the the entirety of the match. Um, And I I was, anyway, I was genuinely um, look, I can safely say that I felt like I was there for the majority of it. I feel like I blinked and I missed this incredible moment in the Chelsea history, but I I put in, I I put in the effort. Obviously I watched the Europa the year after. Um, Didn't have the same vibe. I'll I'll, I'll (laughs) tell you now. It wasn't quite the same, uh i mean it's good to win a european trophy obviously
0: anyway but it was yeah <laughs> a bit flat and i fell asleep <laughs> we've, we've, we've all done it i I've, I've used to be i mean i still follow wgb myself a little bit now but i certainly did a few years ago and the pay-per-views obviously over here are a, a, a stupid time and me and my buddies used to get together and have a pizza and it would always be who's going to fall asleep first. Like, you know, a group of, and it's to say like UFC is another one, you know, all of the main events. Um, yep. I'm not a big boxing man, but UFC as well. Um, yep. All of those big events. Like, by the time the main event comes around at 6am, you are just thinking, I can't, I just can't anymore. And the yep. older you get, the harder it gets, trust me. And they start and they say, oh, it starts at one in the morning, yeah. for example,
1: and there's they four different fights. And then it's yeah. like, you know, media and prestige and,
0: yeah and especially if you get like a couple of particularly ufc you get a couple of sleeper submission fights or something that just go the full full three, four rounds and you're just like oh god like yeah it's it's not easy um fair play i mean i think at the end of day, it's it's amazing when you see um one of the the biggest things that went around the arsenal twitter community was uh, an fa cup final i want to say it was against villa and you just saw all these videos of people all around the world celebrating and and at different times and that's I think that's the great thing about modern day social media is you can see people who follow the club. You don't have to go every week to be a massive no. fan and you don't have to, you know, some people will never get to a, an Arsenal game or Chelsea game or whoever it is they follow because they might be in a different country. They might just not ever be able to afford it. But you can be as big a fan from home now as as if you go to the game because you've you've got everything at your fingertips.
1: I mean, it's it's we're in a beautiful world. I think in so many ways, in how connected we can be, you know. And at times we could be as disconnected as we've ever been in so many ways. Um, and you're absolutely right. I see a lot of football Twitter uh, come on the on the social media a lot, and you know, a lot of those takes are pretty bang average. I'll be honest. Um, yeah, I mean, true. it's like and I, look, I I w- I don't want to branch the topic too much. But, I mean, I see a lot of the Arsenal fan TV stuff, as you do, uh, and I'm sure that that really – a lot of uh, – like, look, if you was in a Chelsea um, – if Chelsea had an equivalent in terms of that kind of um, dram- dramatic headline-chasing <laughs> yeah. stuff, I would be as disgusted as ever. In, in all honesty, I, it would it would not be great content in in terms of, oh, man, I'm, you know, are you fans? You know, are, yes, they're fans in a way – they love the club, they've grown up in a way, but the man. I remember how much they hunted Arsene Wenger. I yeah. remember every game, whether it was a loss or a draw. And if he wasn't getting the results, it's time to go, it's time to go, it's time. He's got to go, he's got to. Go. Don't you wish you had him now? Like, I'll be <laughs> honest with you, I'll be honest. Okay, maybe he was it was a long what was he 20 years as a coach? Yeah, yeah, and like. Okay, maybe he was becoming to the end of his time as an Arsenal coach. By God, like let him do his thing. Yeah. Like let like if I could have Mourinho still, and I know this sounds insane, but if I could have Mourinho still, I still would. Like that guy, that guy wanted nothing but results. I know that it was at times boring. It was boring for me to watch too. Like it was, it was, but he wanted the best for the club. He wanted whatever it took to win. He would do it, whether it would be the boring style. I still, I still remember the Jaron slip. You know, we did nothing for ninety minutes, but like ninety minutes, we were time wasting in eight minutes. In like, I remember, I remember that, like the, you know, you know what I mean. Like, it took whatever, it, whatever it took. That's what it was. And I think fans are so fickle these days. They want success, you know. They want, like, look at Sheffield United for God's sakes. Having a ripper season so far. I know uh, the season's kind of in turmoil right now. Sheffield looking great. You know, like, you think they're calling for their head when their coach isn't winning a game? Absolutely. They're just happy to be there. You know, they're, they're living this, like, you know, any team that makes the Premier League, they're stoked to be there. But there's that certain level of expectation from fans. That's what, that's what drives that competitive culture, you know, and that, and that drive from the fans being like, we want them out because we want a better coach. You know, we want a coach that's going to get us wins. The coach might not actually be better. They just want to change in potential philosophy or putting in the players that football Twitter thinks is better for that position than, you know, in the position, the manager that sees them every day training these positions. Mm. Um, so for, <laughs> when I see that stuff, I, I part of me is like, oh, man, this is great content because it's not me. You know, it's not my club. The other part of me re- really feels for Arsenal fans that aren't in that way. You know, and and, and and they're like, man, can we just give some respect? You know, can we have some respect to our players? Okay, they are being paid. A, a, a pretty. I think mean, all footballers are being paid a pretty good wage for what they do. Um, but there's a hell of a lot more than just the money. Like, they're playing for their careers. You know, they play for the best they, they can when they can. You know, I, I just side note, I can't believe Ramsey left to Juve. I, I just want to throw that one out. I just want to throw that out there. How has that happened? Um, but I, I, so to answer the question, you can be just as a hardcore fan as anybody else around the world. I had a, I was want to throw it out there. I had a really surreal experience. Um, I was in the States, um, when the Barca PSG champions league match was on. I was in the hotel room. And this is the this is the Champions League match. Was the five one turnaround or whatever? It was the greatest comeback in you know what I mean. Yeah, I'm sitting in the hotel. So pre, like Champions League games are on here in Australia at about five six a.m. It's three p.m. in the afternoon. I'm in the hotel room. It's snowing. It doesn't snow here. I don't. It doesn't snow here. It's snowing. I turn on the TV and there's Barca and PSG at three thirty in the afternoon. And I was like, what about? I'm not a, I like Barca mostly Messi like what a freak of nature but I was watching this game break down and unfold and I'm like what a surreal experience for me I'm not even a huge fan of these two clubs at all but I'm fully engrossed into this match and it just shows you don't have to like you don't have to be at the game to love the game you don't have to love the you don't have to be at the club every week to love the club you know like you can you can love from wherever you are if you wake up and you want it, the first thing you want to know is how was the game last night? Or you you go on over to Mates Place and as you said, have a pizza and watch the Vise or whatever it is, you can still love the game. You can still love football um, and and love the team that you're following from wherever you are. And I think that gets lost so quickly on social media. Oh, because you weren't there recording the goal with the camera behind the goal. <laughs> Makes you a terrible fan because you, you know what i like what is that? Like yeah. I indulge in the game. I support the club. You know, I buy the shirts, you know, like I do the best I can with where I am. Um, and, and I'm sure that everyone that, that watches football is the same.
0: Yeah. Yeah. We're very much the same. I mean, we we've been, our podcast has been going for, I mean, Daniel probably put, put in the chat how long we've been going for, but 10 years plus. And <laughs> we, we, we were doing podcasts, you know, before podcasts for yep. nowadays, but, like literally you, your dog's got a podcast nowadays anyone mm. can do it it's easy um we we were doing it there we go danny's put it in june 2013 we started wow. you know wow. a long time ago I, I think for memory there's only one um a podcast sort of longer than us that still survived which was our blog which is one of the bigger um the bigger arsenal community right. but with, with the arsenal fan tv culture unfortunately we were just the club that that got lumbered with the first ones that made a lot of money from it and i think we've said on our podcast a number of times we're not competitors um we live in the same universe if you will yeah but we 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 make different content we do a a post-match show a live show every game we do a podcast once a week we talk about the games um and generally we we do a a pod every week but i i think unfortunately with the af tv thing is i think that we don't begrudge the fact, yeah, they made a lot of money and fair play to them, you know, they're making a living and, and we get that. I think the, the disappointing thing is much like the FIFA community, it was the toxicity that developed mm. as a result of their videos, and essentially it made our fan base a laughing stock for other clubs. When actually the the the, the like sensible minded. Uh, rational Arsenal fans are nothing like the AFTV guys and unfortunately it was a bit of a case of people were just trying to get famous um, by getting on their channels Um, and I think you've probably seen it recently Uh, a lot of the fans have turned on on them um, which and some of it you know not particularly nice some of it has got a little bit toxic Um, and a lot of it has got very personal which is unfortunate but I would also say if if you're going to make money by essentially exploiting fans, you kind of have to take it a bit when that comes back to bite you.
1: I think they really. I think oh, I. It's so hard these days when it comes to marketing and commercialising things. And I think you know you. I watch Arsenal. So I'll watch a clip of Arsenal fan TV or whatever. And I almost feel like if you remove the people in the background, you actually get a more of a sensible discussion. Um, mm-hmm. And I understand the point of a match that it's a match they experience, right? You, you've you just watched the match, come out like, and tell us how you feel at uh, that raw take. It's that raw, what do you think of that? You know, what a win or what a loss or what was he thinking? Whatever. Even an hour break, like to, like literally walk away. Go get a drink, at the pub. But you know what? Come back in an hour at the same spot. Fans won't be people in the background won't be there, right? Simmer on it. Come back and then tell me what you think. And that is yeah. that would for me would make it less of a spectacle. it it's it's I I listen to a half of the people in the background carrying on like pork chops, and then you've got <laughs> the guys trying to you're like shut up. Like I'm trying to. And that keeps everyone on tense. It's a tense situation. It's a it's a, f- a frustrating scenario. Um, yeah. You're talking and you're talking about you know backlash. I think everyone. I think everyone uh, at some stage, when you're in those positions, there's backlash to be bound. You can't make everyone happy. Like it's just not it's not possible to make everyone happy. But what you're I think what you're specifically saying is they were potentially exploiting their fans. And and being how much you love Arsenal, you're a fan too. You you would hate to see other people of the things you love being exploited for someone else's monetary gain. That's yeah. that. I mean, that would be incredibly disappointing. Um, are they geniuses for how they've done it? I would. I'm almost going to say not geniuses. A bit of dumb luck. Uh, mm. I think it's a little bit of dumb luck in the process. But to their credit, they stuck to it. They kept the content flowing. That's the hardest thing to do sometimes is to actually keep it fresh at times, changing it up, doing different things can be like, I know they have different people they talk to now. So it's not just the same three people. Uh, I remember it was very focused on like troops and all that. Originally, it was always those guys uh, getting the center. of Now you've got some other people, you've got different ages as well. It felt like it was not just, it felt like it was a very particular age group. Um, now it seems like they've kind of gone all ages, almost besides obviously people of about six and under, um, you know, I feel like they have expanded. So look, I'm not, I don't want to sit here. I don't don't, like, I don't want to see, give them more exposure and talk about them more, but it was more so I give them credit to what they do. And I think we have to look at their model and be like, right, let's not do that. But how did they get to that point? How have they got to the point of success? Um, and I think, and I, and I'm, I'm glad it's not our club. I'll say it again. I'm glad it's not our club. Um, but in a way, they are leading a way for other podcasts, other people to find creativity and and look for positives, not just at the negatives. And sometimes it's a really good thing to see something going down. How do we get onto that? How do we make something more of what we're doing. I think it's really, um, it's a really interesting industry. I mean, I could go on for days and I don't want to um, about media. And and you talk about podcasts, everyone and and everyone and their dog has a podcast. I mean, they do, Mm. but there's a difference between having a podcast and being around since June 2013 and doing your podcast. I think it's very different um, and being consistent and being, I mean, at times um, (laughs) being consistent is just as important as being innovative. Yeah, Uh, that's a really important thing to remember is that that consistency is so important now in social media because you can have anybody can now click off and find one in the blink of an eye. They can find something else in the blink of an eye. So I have lots of respect for people that continuously put out um, great work
0: yeah yeah same in your industry isn't it as well it's like you say anybody can just surf at any point find anything they want and and away it's our going. industry now it's
1: not just mine it's not just <laughs> you know it's our, this is the industry that we're in you know this is and it's yeah. only gonna get um it's only gonna get bigger there's gonna be more people doing it more fighting mm-hmm. for the share of ear time eye time you know time uh in front of them so yeah people want those headlines and that's where you can see Arsenal Fan TV got their, I guess, their success, their AFC TV, um, got their success. But, I mean, these podcasts are now quickly becoming very, very pos- uh, popular because people just, like, chuck it in the ear. You know, you talk about it earlier. I like having people in the background. There's a radio going on in my lounge room for the dog. Now, it's not really for the dog, but you get my point. There's sound. You know, there's this sound being yeah. not alone, but you're not communicating on. you're listening. I listen to talk about radio more than I listen to music on the radio
0: now yeah i don't know why danny's danny's always always coming in with various different people he listens to on on various shows and it's yeah it is it's a fast-growing medium and like you say there's there's enough room for everybody um but like you say finding a niche and finding something that works and being being good at it i think i think one thing i've learned doing podcasting um and I could say i we said pre-record i was terrible when i first started it's not an easy thing to sit either in front of a camera or behind a live mic and just talk for an hour. Like you say to, <laughs> say to somebody random off the street, I just want you to sit there and talk to me about a subject for an hour. It's not easy. And and I think a lot of people think, Oh, it'll be easy. I've listened to some pretty bad podcasts, I have to say, and it's a talent, you know, it takes, it takes effort and it takes, um, like you say, consistency, uh, and a thick skin as well. You know, sometimes, oh, yeah. You can get some awful stuff thrown your way, whether it be in a live chat, like we let's say we do a live show after each game, and you know we we literally go live ten minutes after the game ourselves, and we like to think that we keep it fairly sort of manageable in terms of our hosting. But you will get people that pop up in the chat, f this, f that, this has got to go, that's got to go, chuck this player. Yeah. It's very difficult to not react to some people when you. I hate to sort of sound uh, sort of elitist, but when somebody you might see it in your chat uh, when you when you're streaming where somebody will say something that's just just plain dumb and you're <laughs> like you know how do i even address that because it's just the most monumentally stupid thing anyone could ever say but you kind of can't really say that because it's somebody who's tuned in to you and you know unless they need banning of course but
1: it's i somewhat, i mean you you've uh, you've seen it where people yeah. come in and and they'll say something that's a personal attack i will yeah. run with it because yeah. it's an extra view and they're typing in a chat and it's free content. That's how <laughs> I like I I get to sit there, read this message. I'll read it out loud after I've read it in my head. And then I'll be like, no, nah, I can run with this for the next five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, like it's, it's, it's free. It, I mean, it's different. I mean, my medium's a little different in the sense that I'm fully expecting people to have a go at me as a person because that's all they see. They just mm. see me as a person, whereas your medium is talking about what's just happened in that moment and people are heated. It's a different, I think it's a little different in that aspect. Um, and there'd be some terrible, you could get some terrible stuff, not about what you've just seen, but also yourselves. Like, yeah. wait, I get that too. You know, um, unfortunately, it's pretty much the norm and it depends on how you want to deal with it. I think the, the worst thing you do is explode and take it to yeah. heart. That's the worst yeah. thing you could possibly do is to take something to heart like that. Um, you've, you you either just ignore it or you play on it. Um, yeah. that's that's my take. Uh, depending on my mood, I think that depends yeah. on how the FIFA's going that day. Is depending yeah. on how I feel so, so So, depending if you guys won or lost or drew in the manner of it, I'm sure you deal with it differently.
0: Um, yeah, we've always had our, our podcast has always been very light hearted. You know, we're so yeah. we're, we're, we're okay. We don't mind people swearing on it. We're we're pretty relaxed. We're pretty chilled, but there will be even like the most testing of days. You just think I just I, don't need to say and you just explode yeah. people. But yeah, it, it's tough. It is tough. It is tough. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Well, it's, it's been, it's been great. Um, I've really enjoyed having you on. Um, I think we will, we'll wrap it there, but um, yeah, but really enjoyed having you on. It, it's been fun just to shoot the shit, if you will, especially speaking to somebody uh, completely uh, across the other side of the globe and in a, a similar format, but on a different, yeah. a different side. Um, I know you said you didn't really want to plug anything as such, but if people are interested in in finding you, um, do you just want to give people a little idea as to where they can find you on Twitch or Twitter or wherever it may be? All right, well, I'll go.
1: I'll just go with the Twitter because I think that's that's the best thing. It's it's uh, A U. so c r i p s y a u. So um, it's just so, I think it is.
0: I'll check
1: that. Um, realistically, like um, we. I talk a lot about FIFA um, and I talk a little bit about football and that kind of stuff. But, I mean, uh, my Twitch stuff you can find through there if you're interested to, to, to hang on out um, and jump in and say good day. I mean, I, I, love, I love these kind of – for some reason in more recent times, I've, I'm starting to listen to more podcasts. And when you said, hey, I'm, I've got one and we talk a lot about Arsenal. However, obviously because there's no football happening, let's just talk <laughs> the shit. I'm down with chew the fat, you know. Like I'm you know, I'm down, I'm down to do that. And um I'm really happy, I'm really thankful for the opportunity. Uh, to jump on Um, but again guys don't you don't have to follow me if you want to deal with FIFA shit if you don't want to deal with FIFA shit don't worry about it I'm just going to have this conversation I'll, I'll be honest with you you don't need more negativity on the FIFA front I'll tell you that right now but thank you I really appreciate I appreciate both of you setting this up for us too it's been it's been a blast Um, and uh, I mean good luck on editing any of this I, it was very quick flowing so I wish you like if there uh, I wish you like trying to put it in some sort of order uh, and some sort of manageable conversation because we, we went off a bit of a tangent. I went a bit of a tangent every now and then, uh, uh, but luckily, loving, loving it. Luckily, we
0: don't really edit too much because that would oh, mean good. Danny, Danny has to do some work then. So he doesn't like doing work, so it's not going to happen. Um, we will, of course, add uh, Cripsy's um, links onto our – when we tweet the podcast. So if you do want to give him a follow, feel free. And obviously on Twitch, um, jump into his chat. It's, it's a friendly, fun environment. And particularly if you have trouble sleeping – uh, um yeah just time zone is a thing hey there you go jump on we have a lot of night owls yeah. with our pods so uh and and who knows like if we can if the times can work and um, when we eventually get our football back if we when arsenal play chelsea again we'd be happy to have you back on perhaps try and get you on for a live show so that'd be good times actually that'd be very Don't cool me? no thank you hey
1: Thank you both of you um, for being involved and uh, getting involved in the community as well. Um, it's always lovely to see some regular faces. It's really, really cool. Um, and uh, I mean, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to send this to everyone that I know and be like, guys, oh, I was on a podcast. Like, I was actually on a <laughs> podcast. Like, hold on a second. And we don't even just talk about FIFA. Like, we talk about football um, in so many ways. So, once again, thank you for having me. And uh, and next time Chelsea play Arsenal, which could be. In a little bit of time, unfortunately, it'll be well. a yeah, it so while. Yeah, it'll be a while. Even if it's two a.m., I reckon I could find a way. I reckon yes. I could find a way. We could do a bit of a live post match
0: or mid match or whatever it be. Sounds good. Sounds good we we'll, our people will talk to your people and we'll meet in the middle but uh yeah it's uh, it's been a pleasure obviously stay safe you and, and the family and and robert yes. the dogs, um look after <laughs> yourself and uh, obviously i'll catch you in streams but uh yeah thanks uh, thanks for coming on we really appreciate it i appreciate it um, have a great time lovely and thank you to our listeners thanks for tuning in as always uh, my name is chris as you know um thank you very much for tuning in we really appreciate it And uh, we'll be back with another pod special very soon. The football might be stopped, but uh, we'll still give you some content. Don't worry, listeners. So thanks, as always, uh, for Danny, behind the scenes, pressing the buttons. Um, Thanks to Gripsy again, and we'll speak to you very soon. As soon as I scored that goal, I was fucking livid. Splendid business. Get down, dog.